The term strong style has been a huge part of the wrestling lexicon if you were a long-time fan of Japanese wrestling or indie wrestling, which was also influenced by it. Yet despite being around for decades, the biggest company on the planet barely ever uttered those words as if it was a style that didn't exist. That's not to say there weren't wrestlers under the WWE umbrella that were associated with it, but you'd be hard-pressed to find commentaries saying they were strong style or any wrestler being self-confessed in promos. However, that all changed when WWE acquired not only one of the best strong style wrestlers on the planet, but the self-confessed king of the format. If WWE fans were not familiar with this person or the style, he, they were about to be wised up in what's hands down one of the greatest debut matches of all time. This is Greg here from the Bear Hook Club with matches you need to see. Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura at NXT TakeOver Dallas. January 2016, the wrestling rumor mill was a buzz as it was being reported that WWE had signed four major stars away from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Of the names signed, the one that was generating the most buzz was AJ Styles, the man who would essentially build a legacy for himself away from the land of the Giants, and was the biggest one many people wanted to see finally arrive in the company. The other two names, though not as huge as Styles, made a lot of sense as Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson had been stablemates of AJ and Bullet Club. Helping to build the anticipation that WWE was going to build on the faction success by building their own version with the main names. However, the final name was the most surprising, given he was arguably New Japan's biggest star, and it helped rebuild the company out of one of its toughest periods, that being Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura started his career in training in 2002 with New Japan and would quickly be dubbed one of its new three musketeers alongside Hiroshi Tanahashi and Katsuri Shibata. The trouble that all these men faced was that this period in New Japan was the most difficult the company would go through. At the time, the company's founder, Antonio Inoki, was trying to cash in on the booming success of mixed martial arts by combining it with wrestling to create what was called Inokiism. This failed marriage at a more shoot-based product saw heavy criticism and resulted in fans leaving in droves, which resulted in Inoki having to step down from the company. Even once the company was under new ownership, it still struggled to restore faith as it made questionable decisions such as bringing in big foreign names for a run with the IWGP Championship, like Brock Lesnar, who at this point had really stopped caring about the sport and was just there for a payday. It wouldn't be till the end of the 2000s that New Japan really started to rebuild its legacy and get back to the powerhouse it once was. Shinsuke stuck with the company and was one of the names that helped pull New Japan back up to a premier level. This was in thanks to a number of factors, one of which saw him adopt a rougher style using knees and straight rights, as well as a new finisher called Bomaye, later to be dubbed the Kinshasa in WWE. Nakamura also changed his appearance, drawing upon his love of artists like Michael Jackson and Freddie Mercury to create a flamboyant look that was an absolute demon in the ring. He would also form the Chaos Faction and drew the ire of Inoki, stating he would restore Strong Style to New Japan, and few could really argue when he dubbed himself the King of Strong Style and did what he set out to do. Shinsuke quickly became New Japan's hottest star and would wrestle some absolutely tremendous matches, winning the IWGP Heavyweight title on a few occasions, but his biggest gold success was when he had a run with the fairly new Intercontinental Championship, really elevating the prestige of the new belt. 
So it was no doubt shocking that Nakamura had decided to leave New Japan right when he had helped pull the company back up to a top level, and it was the hottest that it had ever been. But it was clear he had lofty goals and was ready to conquer audiences on a bigger stage. However, whereas AJ and the Good Brothers went straight to the main roster, Shinsuke was sent to WWE's burgeoning black and gold brand, NXT. It's hard to speculate why this was, but it was a move that did make sense. No doubt WWE would have wanted Shinsuke to learn their style of wrestling, but if any of their universe had knowledge of his work in Japan, it would have been the NXT faithful. With this in mind, who would Shinsuke's first opponent be? If you were to build a Mount Rushmore of NXT, then Sami Zayn's name would definitely be in contention. When he was first there, it was still little more than a developmental system but it was through his feuds with the likes of Adrian Neville and Kevin Owens that he helped make NXT stand out on its own. The underdog from the underground's quest to become NXT champion had been one of the early NXT journeys that most people fondly remember, with the company making him feel like the heart and soul of the brand. In many respects, you, you can see the parallels between Zayn and Shinsuke, as both had helped elevate the respected companies they worked for and made them both must-watch in the wrestling world. Zayn had already been making brief steps to showing he was ready for the main roster call-up, but before he would go, he would have to have one last challenge with the hottest new arrival, as William Regal announced. Last week, I came out here and I didn't just have a match with Samoa Joe. I would say I went to war with Samoa Joe. But you know what? It's normally a pretty humbling thing to come out and admit to the world that you came up short, but the truth is, I'm not the least bit embarrassed about that because we went toe-to-toe -to -toe for nearly an hour. The only thing that's nagging at me the tiniest little bit is the fact that TakeOver Dallas is going to be huge, okay? It's WrestleMania weekend, and you know NXT is gonna steal the show. and on the biggest stage of the year. Sammy, I was listening backstage and I have to agree with you. You do, do definitely deserve something very, very special at NXT TakeOver Dallas. Your opponent will be NXT's newest signee. This man. As already mentioned, NXT was the perfect place to first send Nakamura. It's clear from that reaction he was known by this group of rabid fans. If he had gone straight to the main roster, it's hard not to feel like he would have not got the same reception. That's not a knock on him or the WWE audience, but it is known that WWE fans are more loyal to this one brand and many fans are casual. 
the NXT audience have a much wider scope when it comes to wrestling, often knowing many of the big indie or import talent the company often brings in. But even if he hadn't got that reaction, it wouldn't be long before the whole WWE audience knew, knew all about the King of Strong Style. Before the match even begins, the crowd are red hot for his arrival with chants of Nakamura that are being treated to one of the best put-together entrances ever. Right from the opening note of that killer theme, the strobe light effects, it was clear we were seeing a unique character with his alien-like movements and the way he bends about himself. It wasn't just Shinsuke the wrestler we were seeing, it was the 80s influenced rock star making his way down the ring. So much so that when he does his drop in the ring, it explodes into a course of holy shit from the fans. It almost blows your mind to think that there are rumours suggesting his entrance package could have been completely different. Apparently Bobby Roode's glorious theme was originally crafted for Shinsuke, which would have completely shifted the tone and dynamic of Nakamura. If it's true, then thankfully they went back to the music sheets and produced a much more fitting banger. Before the bell, Corey Graves does an amazing job of building up Nakamura, and the crowd are already at fever pitch. The word surreal comes to mind, Tom. And if you're not excited right now, you better check your pulse. Shinsuke Nakamura, one of the top wrestlers on earth. Arguably the biggest star in Japan. We never thought he'd make it to the United States. We never thought he'd be in a WWE ring. He is here in NXT versus the heart and soul, Sami Zayn. This is unbelievable. From the off, Shinsuke feels like a breath of fresh air. He merely brings the knees and stiff rights to the likes of which hadn't really been seen in a WWE ring. The way he just throws kicks with such force and ferocity, despite them not connecting, made him immediately feel like a guy not to be messed with. You just you also just cannot help fall in love with the cocky arrogance as he as when he hangs his head on Zayn before backing up and welcoming him to bring it on. Not to be outdone though, Zayn answers with some brilliant chain wrestling and following a beat for beat sequence where each man has an answer for the following move. It is Sammy left beckoning for Shinsuke to bring it. You really can't understate Nakamura's moveset in this match. In his hands, a simple elbow strike feels like a crushing blow to the point that he doesn't need to rely on many moves to get that edge. When he has Zayn laid on the ring apron and drives a knee into his face, it feels like it could have come close to knocking him out and he even follows it up with a diving knee to the back of the head. To keep equal balance, though, Zayn gets to pull out plenty of his, of his own wheelhouse, as Corey Graves puts it, pulling over the rope, top suicide dives, and diving cross bodies. It feels like he's also dialing up his strikes, as a few he does connect with feel like he is embracing his opponent's strong style, bloodying Nakamura's nose in the process. The playing field's even, Tom. Both of these men need tonight. This is essential for both superstars. Who's got more left in the tank? Who's got more left in the arsenal?
Nakamura's nose is busted He's wide open. It. I don't know too many men that can stand with Nakamura and live to tell about it. The blood just dries the ire of Nakamura after he tastes it and spits it out to respond with brutal-looking kicks to the back of Zayn's head. But once again, Zayn has a response, popping up for a sick-looking clothesline. It's amazing how the momentum constantly shifts between the two, but never lets up for a second, with the place coming unglued when Shinsuke delivers a beautiful transition into an armbar. But once again, after a transition into a triangle, Zayn follows up with his own stomps to the head of Nakamura, straight rights and a Koji clutch. If you ever doubt they are pulling the punches here, all you have to do is listen to the sound as they connect. At one point, it sounds like Zayn nearly dislocates Nakamura's jaw with a back elbow. It cannot be understood how pivotal a role the crowd play in this match as they are on fire throughout, chanting along to each near fall and demonstrating that both men have their supporters wanting to see the other come out on top. The closing moments are absolutely gripping, with Zayn coming close to stealing victory on the back of a blue thunder bomb, and the cell of disbelief on his face when Nakamura kicks out is masterfully done. He also seems to doubt himself as if he can put away, but quickly regains composure to attempt his diving DDT through the ring posts. Except Nakamura is waiting to cut him off with a high kick as he is mid-flight through the post. Although Zayn still shows resilience, Nakamura wears him down some brutal elbow shots before delivering a top drop knee shot to the back of the head. Following up with a Kinshasha for the one, two, three. In the end, this match set out what it needed to do and made the WWE Universe aware of the presence of Nakamura. It immediately catapulted him to being one of the biggest names of the NXT brand, which would see him quickly claim its top prize. Not only that, it gave Zayn the perfect swan song he needed before departing to the main roster, displaying the talent and grit which made him so popular with the fans. The match is a little bittersweet, in my opinion, as Nakamura peaked with this match in WWE and is yet to deliver such another show-stealing performance. This match ranks as one of my all-time favourites and was unlike anything I had seen before. At the time, I was one of those fans who was firmly stuck in camp WWE and had only just started watching NXT on the regular. I would say this match was one of the chief reasons as to why I finally started casting a wider eye on the wrestling that's available. I had never witnessed the match with such hard-hitting shots that was nearly purely all about strikes rather than moves, with both men leaving everything they had in the ring that night. I remember watching it lying in bed, and by the closing moments I was sat at the foot of my bed screaming at the TV, a reaction I had not had at a WWE product in a long time. When I got into wrestling as a kid, I never stopped watching, but there were a few times I felt very jaded by the WWE product, and I was in one of those moments at the time, so this match arguably helped reinstall some faith and get me incredibly excited for wrestling all over again.
Thanks for listening along, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this edition of Matches You Need to See. Why don't you let us know about what matches you would like to see us cover? If you go to our website, which is in the link below, you will find the whole section of Matches You Need to See, which has got its own life. We've got our YouTube version of this, which you'll be either watching or now on the podcast listening to. You can also just find various new editions that we've just added with little articles written about them. And we're always looking for new suggestions, so please hit us up on the content pages. As always, if you like what we do here, please like, share, subscribe, or leave a comment wherever you get your podcast from. Cheers, have a good day, guys. See you later.